1: Love, talk, radio.
2: Hey everybody, and happy Thursday! Welcome to P for P Real Talk. Apologize for the delay, but I'm calling in from Vegas, folks. Las Vegas. Yeah. I believe Kalen is calling in from New York City, if I've got that correct. Kalen, is that that what's going on? (laughs) All right. You you got the promo for us from New York, New York. Let's hear Uh, your best New York accent.
3: (laughs) 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 Okay, Kalen Patterson, P4P Real Talk, Midwest Muscle in the house. Okay, I'll do that part. And I'll say this program is sponsored by P4P Muscle. The number one drug-free sponsorship foundation in
1: the Yes, todo
3: el mundo. Okay. And if you are looking for a solid foundation with the muscles, yeah, just like Tuesday, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> and a vehicle to drive your boat like that?
2: <laughs> like a Mac truck through ice cream.
3: With good muscles. With the good muscles Check us out And now let us do the banter
2: Let us do the banter And so you know I love I love radio And the fact that we have the opportunity That we can be anywhere And still come together and have a show Which also includes our International folks So it is just Awesome Awesome. So, KP, tell us, what is it that you're doing in New York?
3: Well, we have a show that's going to be going on here in New York, and they wanted a little Midwest Muscle Love in the house, a little p for p Real Talk going on. And I said, you know, hey, if I have the time and availability, I'll get out there so, you know, they can see what's uh, changing in the Midwest and why it's becoming so popular. And, yes, yes, it is. I'm just patting the Midwest on the back. I'm speaking the God's honest truth because we've got great stuff going on here. Not that nobody else is doing great, but I'm saying we have a little happy because that as well, and we're doing some great things out there, and they want to know why, and a little bit of that Midwest Muscle Love is part of it, and they just want to see what we're all about.
2: Awesome, awesome, what and uh, what is the show, I don't know, I'm not sure what's going on It sounds almost me. like a kitchen band
1: Yeah,
3: maybe that's our guess
2: Or traffic, to move
3: stuff. could be Yeah
2: Could be, could be So while while that's getting worked out over there, what show is it that you're in New York for, and who are you with?
3: I'm here with Lee Anderson. This is going to be a, a a Mayhem production. You know, he's been basically making sure that the, the, the natural athletes are being addressed well. And it's the New York – basically, this is going to be his New York version of the Mayhem. And he's trying to let people know that the natural industry does have a voice in this region as well. And, you know, it's not easy. Uh, spreading the word about natural, the natural community because so many people have seen the enhanced realm and thinking that they they are seeing a natural representation of it, only to find out that no, they're not. So basically, this is going into some stomping grounds that were basically marked as natural. You, you know where they are saying they're natural in name only, but that's only to get natural athletes out of the natural environment. So this is one of those opportunities that he had, and he said he's going to take it and run with it and see what happens in the future if natural athletes really want to show up to natural shows, because most people say they don't have the opportunity or they wish they could compete as natural, and then they find out that now they have
2: that market,
3: and we'll see how it goes and, you know, see what's going on.
2: Awesome, awesome. so... Wishing Leith and Stephanie Anderson all kinds of great things uh, this weekend, along with all of the athletes that are going to compete. competing. And I know Romer Mendez, who's another great promoter out and around that area, um, he's got to be close by. I'm sure he is. So shout out to Romer, too, and uh, I hope to see some great results come out of there. So, KP, you'll have to give us the play-by-play and uh, let us know all the exactly. exciting things that went on. But uh, speaking of, yep, we know you're going to do that for us. And speaking of high-caliber natural athletes, we have one of them on the line with us tonight. She's uh, taking the figures arena by storm. Kalen Patterson, why don't you cue up who we're going to be speaking with?
1: Well,
3: this was one, and I know the, the listeners are familiar with who I'm talking about because they're the ones that requested her because she was so photogenic. That you got are a lot of our listeners I, and I'm going to give these names out So, you know, they, they don't think I'm neglecting them uh, Samantha, Jake, Tom, Bill, Ted uh, I already said Jake uh, Linda, Sheila, Daniel um, Jacques One of our buddies from Canada Because I guess he was uh, listening And watching some of the that were coming through So guys, we definitely didn't ignore Your request that speak to her and find out more about her to see how she can be so photogenic and so appealing to the camera and not be more well known and we'll basically get the chance to speak with Christina and find out how she's cracked or not going and how she's only getting that now and what's been going on. If we can find out what that banging noise is and find out why it's happening as we show. So Christina introduce yourself this world, and hopefully whatever is going on in your background, we can basically get to go down so we can actually hear you when you start speaking.
4: Uh, KP and Des, it's an honor to be on your show, to be invited to do this podcast. I'm extremely excited to share my story and answer any questions you guys may have. Um, yeah, I was doing some kitchen work just waiting for everything to kind of get introduced, but... um. <laughs> Yeah, it's an absolute honor. Honestly, I wish I was in New York. I know that um, Lace puts on some of the most incredible shows and definitely ones that I'll continue to do in the future. Well, how
3: about that? All
4: right. Very exciting.
3: Uh, Go ahead, then.
2: No, I was just going to say, do give your shout-out to Leaf and Stephanie. I was just going to jump right in with Christina and say, talk to us about how you got started in – Competing in natural bodybuilding, and what triggered this whole journey for you?
4: Oh wow, all right, well, my story is kind of a long one, but um, I guess I never really thought I'd be per- a person to actually step on stage. I always I had friends that did it, I knew about it, and I just never thought i'd ever have the confidence or necessarily I guess what it takes to actually go on stage I've always been very camera shy and you know speech class throughout school is like something I absolutely dreaded and it's pretty amazing what you can do um once you once you gain confidence and when you actually find something that you're passionate about and something that you excel in and that you enjoy and it's it's amazing it's like a whole other person comes out when you're on stage <laughs> so um so my journey starts I mean I was in uh I was a multi-sport athlete all through high school, and uh, my dreams and goals were actually to get a, a scholarship in track and field. And I ended up um, reaching that goal, my senior year. I was actually uh, — I was actually surprised that it was like May of my senior year, and I got an offer from the U- University of Oklahoma down in uh, Norman for the Sooners, and I was a pole bolter for them for a year under scholarship. Unfortunately. I did suffer a huge injury after the first meet of the season, which uh, I blew up my entire, my entire knee, had two surgeries, oh, wow. ACL reconstruction and scope. And so ultimately, I had pretty much reached my dreams, and then they kind of went down the toilet after, you know, a freak, uh, just kind of a freak accident. So um, from there, I transferred to St. Claude State here in Minnesota. And I pole vaulted for them and ran track and field for them under scholarship as well for a couple of years. And from there, I actually got in touch with a couple of friends that had started bodybuilding and lifting a certain way. And I had always trained ultimately just for athletics, you know, just more for performance and not so much for looks. And as I started kind of getting more and more into this, I met more and more people and met friends and had connections and honestly I I just kind of slowly found my way into meal prepping and lifting different styles and slowly kind of dabbling a little bit into the bodybuilding field and that world just to see if it was something I could be interested in. So from there I started lifting more new bodybuilding style and learning all the different techniques and how to do diets and everything like that and I, I actually um Then I transferred from St. Cloud here to River Falls, Wisconsin, which is where I currently live, and I competed here in track and field for a year and a half, and ultimately, I did better than I ever did in my entire life, and I finished my athletic career here, and um, I placed that conference. I broke my own personal lifetime record, and from there, I actually did a powerlifting meet. Uh, I had like a month and a half of training, and um, I ended up winning. The entire meet. It was actually up in Barron, Wisconsin. So that's kind of where my bodybuilding kind of came in. My training with uh, all my friends and stuff. It actually came into came in handy because everything transferred so nicely between bodybuilding lifting that style of thing into powerlifting and getting more strength and those kind of uh, the lifts like the lift and the bench. And we we took the whole meet, our team, and I ended up winning both the uh, both the bench press and the deadlift in my in my weight class and then I actually ended up winning also the best overall lifter in both events and uh and then the bench your bodyweight contest I tied with uh, another friend of mine for it and we donated the money back to the charity that the uh
1: the whole entire
4: meet was it was it was a toys for tots charity meet so all everything was donated and we took the pot, it was like, a, you know, $2 per person or $5 per person to enter. and We took it and donated it back to the charity instead of splitting it. So, so from there, it just kind of spiraled into bodybuilding. And as I, as I saw more and more of my friends kind of, you know, drift towards that, and I had a lot of people telling me that I would do very well. Um, I, I've known Chris Bafford, um for many years. He actually graduated from the same high school as I did. And Mm -hmm. it was, it's really been really neat watching his transformation. I remember seeing him when I was in eighth grade and he's a monster and he has put so much work in himself. It's just, it's incredible to see his journey and the kind of person he is. And I can honestly say if it wasn't for Chris and the gym at Midwest health and fitness, I never would have stepped on stage. I never would have had it in me. So (laughs) it's been a long journey, but I'm, I'm so grateful for just the experience and, you learn so much about yourself and all the connections you have. I have some of the most amazing friends in my life because of this sport. And I just, I'm so grateful.
3: Well, now you um, know why I love my PIC, because she does such a great job. Um, the knee surgery, I can definitely empathize with, because I remember waking up to see my knee in my hip and thinking, my life's over, you know, because i I'm never going to be the same again, and then you have to uh, you know you have to go through a process to to go through that. that''s it's, uh I, I don't think any surgery is a small surgery because uh you know it does something to you mentally as well as seeing the physical harm done to your body. Um, as you saw that, you know what went through your mind as all of this was going on when you have basically your life in front of you? and then finding out now you have to take another path?
4: Um. Well, honestly, it was really, it was extremely hard. I had never been away from home. I was a very, a very home person living in Somerset, Wisconsin with my family. I'd never really been away and I packed up and I took the chance. And honestly, it was one of the best experiences I've ever had. I, I don't regret it, even though it didn't end up the way, you know, I really wanted it to. That's how life goes. And, I knew as soon as I got injured I, I knew I wasn't I wasn't done. It was just you know, the setback and it set me back for well over a year. But I knew that, you know, sitting and letting it win wasn't gonna get me anywhere. And that uh that I knew I could overcome it in time. I just had to work hard and keep my chin up and it was hard being, you know, twelve hours away from anything I'd ever known and I worked hard for all those years to have it, you know, taken away and but I knew I had to do something, so I I mean I found a way to get in contact with uh, one of the coaches up in the Midwest here and moved a little bit closer to home, down a division in uh, athletics. And it turned out really well. I had, I had an awesome coach. I had wonderful teammates. I made a lot of good friends. Um, I mean, I just I knew I couldn't let it get me down. And I've actually had people reach out to me that know my story and just ask, you know, how did, how did you do that? How did you know? Like, where did you find the drive? And I just I've never really been somebody to quit. And even though it may get really hard and discouraging, it it still just is just something that is inside of me that I knew I didn't I couldn't stop. After all those years, like track and field was my passion, and even though it was an injury, I was going to come out stronger. As long as I had my head in the game and I worked hard at it, I knew that every day was a step forward. You know, and that's definitely a
2: great attitude to have when something like that comes along and could be devastating. But you work so hard to overcome it. And as a follow-up question to that, Sheila is wondering: Did you mentally recover from that injury first, or physically, or how did that timeline work for you?
4: Um, well, as soon as I got injured, the the um the doctors there down in Oklahoma said. It would be a while before surgery, and actually it took three months until they could even do surgery on my knee, so it was like rehabbing every day, sometimes twice a day, and um then, in three months, they had surgery again, and I had surgery, and it was like starting completely over, so it was very frustrating but i the mental part of it more or less was just wondering if I was ever going to be able to be the same and there's still some there are still days even today it's been oh my gosh, it's been eight years, nine, eight years since I actually got injured and had surgery and I, there's still days where I kind of second guess it, but it's more or less, you just got to realize that it's, it's more of a mental block and that your body, like I did the rehab, I had the surgery, everything's good to go. You just, it's just something you just have to overcome and realize like you're good. You just have to overcome that fear and and really, really cool side note here is actually I do, I am working towards my minor in psychology and one of the classes that I could relate to the most and I've taken a lot away from is uh, the sports psychology class. And Mm -hmm. it was really neat to be able to go into like, you know, the injury and the fear of re-injury and, you know, the mental process. Cause a lot of people just focus on the physical therapy part of it, like the physical, not necessarily Mm -hmm. connecting the mental. And it was amazing how much I could relate to that. And it's, it's something that, honestly, I would I would like to do with my career is work with athletes in, in physical rehabilitation because I've been there and because I feel like I could help them with both the mental and the physical aspect of that.
1: Yes, and so, I mean, you've even,
3: also had your own testimony that can match what anyone is thinking because you've actually lived through it. And, honestly, it's a lot easier to listen to someone and hear the value in what they're saying because they've gone through a process that most can't relate to or identify. So I'm sure you've got a leg up on that. But one of the things that's really surprising to our listeners right now is, you know, how you presented yourself at the competitions you've done and how well you look. They can't believe that you've had, you know, something so tragic in your life. Explain the walkthrough, like Des was already asking, how, how you got back. To where you are because I know this is, wasn't An overnight thing this is something that basically You know you had to have some support And there had to be somebody That basically had to walk you out of That dark place along with you Having the will to so on your own So just uh, relay that so the people Can understand right now That it's not something that happens overnight And you were just born into The body that you have there was some work And basically a lot of uh, stuff That you had to go through
4: Oh, absolutely. I I did. I was very blessed to have such an awesome team um, as well. The track and field team, as soon as, I mean, I had wonder, the trainers down in Oklahoma, the doctors, everyone down there was extremely supportive. And the teammates, my teammates themselves, they actually showed up at one of my training sessions with a huge poster board that everyone had signed and this and that. And I always got updates on you know, how the meets were going and stuff because while they were all the way you know, at my track meets that I was supposed to be at, I was sitting in my dorm room or I was at therapy or at class, and it was, it was frustrating. It was hard not to get down, but knowing that all my teammates had my back, and even though my family was 12 hours away, they were definitely a huge part of my life still, and were there to check in, and honestly, it just, it was one of those things where you take it day by day. And every little step that you took in therapy was something that you celebrated. I remember mm-hmm. there was one day where you're getting the flexibility and the, and the motion back in your knee to stretch out the muscles and everything. And I remember the day that I could stretch, I could bend my knee and get 90 degrees flexion, and I was just tickled. I, I think I, like, I freaked out with my roommate, and they all are excited for me. It's just you celebrate the little things, the little steps, because each step is you know, it's a step in the right direction. It's one more thing down. And then you focus on the next step. And you just, you got to take everything. You got to take the little things because if you wait for the big things, it'll get you down. And I just, I have had a wonderful support system. And like I said, the trainers and everyone down there just at the sports med- the sports medicine um, facility were just, oh, they were 100%. I will be forever grateful for everyone that helped me through that. So it was incredible. <laughs>
2: you know I just I just love how you position that that you have to focus on the little things sometimes because if you focus too much on the bigger picture especially if it's a daunting one it will get you down and you feel like you can't see the end of it so it's you know always having those short term goals to help you get pushed through to the longer term goals and you know and you do have to take time to stop and celebrate the little wins as you go along because that's what helps to build your confidence make you help you be more motivated and just keep you moving forward without getting lost in a sea of doubt so i think that's awesome i mean it clearly it's paying off because as Kaylin had said at the beginning of the show, there are a lot of our listeners out there that are just awestruck by your stage appearance and, um, you know, how photogenic you are. And, in fact, we're still getting, we've gotten several questions along those lines. Linda and Jake want to know if uh, anyone has ever really told you, um, you know, how stunning your appeal is on stage. And, um, you know, to follow up with that, Oh, and I lost it. Leslie, there it is. She wants to know if you are aware how photogenic you are. So let's get it out there. That's what everybody wants to know.
4: <laughs> um, well, I mean, I, I guess I've kind of been told that all my life. I mean, I don't really see it exactly because I don't think you truly ever kind of see yourself. And I've always been the kind of person, I mean, I always believe in being humble. I will never be arrogant or cocky. And honestly, I struggle with confidence, believe it or not. What you see on stage, that isn't me every day. If you told me to go do that right now, I think I'd crawl inside myself and, you know, into the fetal position, but I mean, stage day, like you just, you got to take everything. Like you got to realize that's months and days and like, you're up there. You got to show what you have and you got to have fun. You got to put it out there. Like, that's what you worked hard for. That's what you want. Like you're getting pictures. That's the best you're going to ever look. And I, I mean, I've, like I said, I've always been I'm totally photogenic and I mean, sometimes I see it other times. I'm like, well, that's not exactly my best angle, but I just, you just got to shine. You gotta, you gotta have a glow about you on stage. You gotta, you gotta stand out. And like I said, you gotta go up and have fun. You gotta, you gotta just bring it. So.
2: <laughs> Amen to that sister. Hashtag. You gotta just bring it. You hear that folks? Whether you feel like you're ready or not, you have to. And, you know, she is so true. And, Kaylin, you probably can testify because there gets a point, even in my competitive career, where I have to stop looking at other athletes, especially mm-hmm. the closer I get to showtime because you just start getting that doubt, oh, my gosh, they've got this or this is popping for them or I can't compete with them. And after a while, I just have to turn it off and be like, this is my gig, um, you know, I'm going to bring to the stage what I can bring to the stage, and that's the only thing I can control, and you got to kind of just let it go. You, you really do just have to just bring it and see, see where it all falls out. But, I mean, I don't know, Kalen, been your experience along those lines, because confidence well, can be tricky.
3: And, you know, like I said, with, with my prior sports background, I've learned early on, that no matter what anybody else is doing, if you don't do your part, then you never show up. So, if, you know, if you're worried about the conversation so much that, you know, you feel like you've already lost, then you have. And our coach used to tell us many times over, you know, if you're too busy watching them, then you're not fully focused on the practice that you're supposed to be doing. And you can't bring your best because your focus wasn't in doing your best. It's basically beating someone else. And if you don't know the practice they're doing, if you don't know the mindset they're living, and sometimes if you don't know what they've done health-wise to do what they're doing, then you won't want to do what they did. You wouldn't want to be in the position they're in, and you wouldn't want to take the risk that they did to achieve the look that they have. And, you know, the one thing about um, natural bodybuilding is that one show you can look one way and the next month, you can look exactly like what you were trying to get to. So if you, you know, if you're faint of heart, then you might quit too soon or you might overdo it, like you said overthinking. But it is a process and sooner or later you will figure it out if your focus is on improving and doing better. If you're focused on the competition, then you'll never really see that improvement that you're trying to achieve and it's so funny that you know time and time again we've heard people that have basically derailed themselves, saying, I'll never look like that person, never thinking that if you are a unique individual, then you're not supposed to. So, you know, your look and appeal might be exactly what's needed for the show that you're doing or not doing. But how do you know if you don't go in there, like, like a saying, doing your best with the mindset that I'm going to present myself as best as I know how currently.
2: Yeah, amen to that. See, I don't know. I don't know, guys out there. I mean, and there you have it. I mean, confidence. You can have all the confidence in the world, and you can still be humble, and you can still come up with self doubt if you allow it to arise. So, if you took nothing else out of that ramble, I hope you got that, and you got to you got to believe in what you're bringing, bringing, and and in the guiding force that's getting you there. So, getting back on track so christina you've told us you've told us about your basic you know journey so far as to how you got started into bodybuilding, but Jerome is following back up, and he wants to know if there is any like one specific person who steered you towards the natural bodybuilding stage
4: well, i mean like like i said um. I I got more into the bodybuilding side of lifting and fitness and kind of started, you know, asking questions and kind of playing around with some diet stuff. And then actually I did um, one of my longest friends, um, we've been friends for five, six years now. I mean, it it did eventually, essentially, it did start with Chris Bafford, and he had a nutrition shop, and from there, I I became friends with some of the people that worked there, and I knew that they were big into bodybuilding, and they did the shows, and I became friends with a couple of them, and um, one of them that does stand out is is Sam Jansky. Um, we've been friends for five, six years, and really close, and he's, he kind of got me and said, hey, you know, if you ever want to come lift, like, come lift with us, and we would do group lifts with a bunch of people, and a lot of those, actually that same group is currently, they're all trainers at Midwest Health and Fitness, so it's pretty neat to see all these friends come together, and essentially like a force. We have, we have a heck of a crew up there, and honestly, everyone works together to help everyone, and he, he kind of steered me in the right direction. He would help me with my meals, and... Kind of we trained together, but he more essentially like he was one that pushed me. And eventually, once he transferred from the gym he was at to uh, Midwest Health and Fitness, um, we started. I started talking to Chris about, you know, possibly competing. Do you think I have what it takes? And due to the the fact that Chris will Chris Chris is a pusher. He will he will be blunt with you. But honestly, like there is nobody else that could have gotten me to actually sign up for a show, and I would not have. I would never would have done it. If it wasn't for him, because I knew if anyone could push me and get me to, you know, work as hard and to, to build the package that is needed to step on stage, he was going to be the one he had the attitude and the atmosphere in the gym. And the fact that all the members there, it's not even just a gym. It's not, you know, Hey, I don't know that person. Everyone knows who everyone is. They there's, we have boards. I mean, there's so much support at that gym and Chris is always right there. He's always right there to push you. I mean, the training sessions, like there's days I could, I would almost cry, but I look at those days and knew that that's something that made me better. And that's something you even think about when you're on stage, when you're on stage, you go, you know, this happened because of all those times you pushed yourself and that co- you know, your coach was right beside you, pushing you, making sure that like you did your best. And like I said, I mean, I would have to say probably Chris Bafford and, and Sam Jansky, those are two of the hugest people that have influenced um, my career so far. And I, 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 couldn't be more grateful. I never saw it coming, but life, like I said, it it has its unexpected things, you know, injuries and changes and moves, and it was just, I'm, I will be forever grateful for those two, and I'm so glad that I have them in my life, and it's just, it's, it's been a, it's been an awesome experience ever since, and I haven't really looked back. I'm, I'm very happy with how everything's turned out, and honestly, I'm extremely excited to see what the future holds.
1: As
3: you you have a lot of people that are are in line with that. And I'll let Nance get to that. Mine is uh, going more back to the, the knee injury and a lot of people are trying to do some comparisons and I, I'm you know, like I said, I, I've I've touched on the point of me having, you know, the busted up body. This show is about Christina guys, and I appreciate you saying there's some parallels. But this show is dealing with her and we're gonna basically, you've heard my last story, you can go to the archive and you can deal with all of that Bring my life story back when we did that one. And that's not a problem. But, you know, her time is precious, and we want to give as much time to her on this show because it is about her. And we'll we'll talk about that stuff at another time. Maybe Dez and I will have time at a future show or, or a future date, and we can get more into that if we need to do a, a reference or something like that. But this is about Christina. So, guys, I, I appreciate you keeping the questions and anything uh, relevant with her and her in mind. So I, I'm just throwing that out there. I'm not neglecting your questions. I'm just saying this is about her and, and what she's been through because we all have our own life story. And me just basically rehashing what I've done, uh, we can do on a show where we don't have a guest. And that Dez and I would be more than happy uh, to go over that if, if need be. Uh, Des.
1: And there
2: you have it. So with that being said, Christina, we're going to get back to you, and we've still got plenty of listener questions. Um, Sheldon wants to know, what shows do you have planned for the rest of the year, if any? Before you answer Sheldon's question, though, (laughs) before you answer Sheldon's question, let's back up. What shows have you competed in thus far this year, and how did you do? And then we'll transition to what's coming up for you in the future.
4: Perfect. Well, um, so this last spring was actually my second year competing in bodybuilding. Um, rewinding it back, like I said, I finished my track and field career. And from there, I knew that I had to do something. I knew that why my, my athletic journey wasn't over. Um, I, like I said, I, I got involved with uh, Midwest and with Chris and started training. And I asked him, I said, hey, it was in How December. I said, this, huh? I love the name. I'm sorry. What?
3: Midwest.
2: <laughs>
4: what? Chris? No, no. I said I
2: love. No, the Midwest. Night, uh, carry, carry on. <laughs> oh, oh,
4: yeah, yeah. Midwest Health and Fitness. Yeah. I knew after track, I had to do something. I mean, I knew I wasn't done yet. I mean, as long as, I think, as long as you're able to do something, I just, I had to find something else to pursue, something else to um to find a passion in, I guess. And I've always been told, you know, like, Hey, do you bodybuild or do you do shows? I'm like, Oh Lord, no. You know, I was just terrified at that point. And once I found that I, I signed up and I looked at Chris and said, Hey, do I have what it takes? Do you, could you make me, you know, would I be ready? Would I do well? And he goes, absolutely. Like, let's start now. And from there, I started my prep in January. Um, this is like I said, almost two years ago now that I started and, uh, it was just very interesting. It was, you know, you got to figure out everybody's different, how their body reacts, how their body holds on to muscle, and how it holds on to, you know, your body fat. And I signed up for um, the 2017 Viva Classic up in Duluth, Minnesota. We had a team of, I think, 11 girls, and I was the only figure girl, along with uh, 10 or 11. I think we had 10 or 11 other uh, athletes from the gym, all bikini competitors. And we went up as a team, and um, like I said, it was my first experience, and it was one of the best experiences of my life. Uh, so I did that one um, the spring of 2017. I placed first in figure beginner short, um, first in figure novice short, and I ended up getting second place in figure open short. And I honestly, I, I don't think I've ever been more on top of the world until that show, and it, it obviously showed at each class of each each uh, time I was on stage, they told me, I just, my smile got bigger, and they just said, you were having fun up there, and you could just tell, and um, it's, I just was blown away by, honestly, everything between the venue, and how everything was promoted, and all the goodie bags, for goodness sakes, Um, just all the, everything, you felt like a superstar, you were up there, and it made it so much easier to, honestly, like, I guess for a lack of better phrase, like let your inner diva out, you know, you can get sassy up there. And it it was, oh, it was awesome. It was so awesome. So, oh, it was, it was wonderful. <laughs> so I knew right off the bat, even, you know, despite what was that, whatever was going to happen in my life that I was like, that's definitely a show I'm going to do again. And everyone that asked me about it, I was like, do it, like sign up for it. It's, it's fantastic. It's so much fun. There's wonderful people. Like it's just all around. I was just, oh, it was amazing. So from there, um, so I did that show, and I decided to sign up for one more in the season just to see how well I could do with two more weeks of uh, conditioning and training and dieting. And I signed up for the Mr. and Miss Natural Minnesota show in Bloomington, Minnesota, which are two weeks later after the Diva. And I ended up placing fifth out of, uh, I'm not sure how many women, but it was a actually decently big class. And even though it was, you know, kind of a step down from, like I said, the diva, like, you know, I got second in the figure open short, I placed fifth here, but talking to some of the ladies that were in line with me when we were getting lined up to get, you know, our placings, I mean, it was like their fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth show, and this was my second show in my whole, you know, my entire life, and placing, I mean, I was happy with that, I was more than happy with that, so it was a completely different show, like I said, than like the one at the like than the Diva, completely you know night and day difference. I mean, it was still a fun show, but overall the Diva, like that's the show I think that kind of has my heart. <laughs> um, and so then I did the same thing this year, except for instead of the Mr. and Miss Natural Minnesota, I decided to do the first annual Wisconsin Warrior Show, held in Eau Claire, or Eau Claire, Wisconsin, and that one was so cool because. Not only did it have the bodybuilding aspect of everything, had the bodybuilding stage, they also had the powerlifting and the CrossFit games all going on in the same building. So it was really neat to see other athletic sports and, you know, fitness competition going on. Like, you know, you'd see a couple of CrossFitters come in and look at the bodybuilders. And, you know, we'd wander over and see what they were doing. And it really kind of just brought everyone together and made it like a huge, just like, I don't know, just a huge event. It was awesome. So, once again, Lace and Stephanie put on another amazing show. As you, you know, we all were treated as like stars. I mean, in the goodie bags and the shirts and everything. And I just wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. I don't think there's anything that really compares to at least that I'm aware of. So, um, as, so, those are the, two, the four shows that I've done. Um, oh, The Wisconsin Warrior, I did. Um, I placed third in open open figure short and the diva plays second in figure open short again. <laughs> so, um, as for my next competitions, I was kind of debating on doing a fall show since I've heard uh, nothing but good things about the mayhem. And oh. uh, I decided actually, oh. I, I was going to, and now I decided, I think it's time to build and that mm. way Mm-hmm. It'll be easier to cut for next spring, and I think that that way I'll have more muscle. And obviously, you have more muscle, you burn more calories, you burn more fat. I think it'll be easier if I build up and take some time off, and oh. work on that, and then uh, see what happens oh. come. Uh, we'll see where we're at come January and December. Oh, but I well, there do, you have it. I hear. I hear Kayla. I've sure yeah, sure my eyes set on the diva.
1: I'm, 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 I'm proud. Of you, right. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it counting, but I think that's probably a good decision. So you got to give the body rest to uh to uh, grow and uh, mature and evolve. So I think that sounds like a good plan. Um you've been competing Aww. pretty steady for a couple of years. So uh, we'll see you even bigger and better next year.
4: I I know, Kevin. It's okay, though, buddy.
2: You you understand. We know you understand.
4: Um well, so yeah, Craig. I did have Craig, one, I do have an announcement though for it. So I'm not. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Even though you're bu- you might be bummed, and not doing the mayhem. Although I will probably go up because we have a big group from the gym going up and competing. So I'll probably be up there in the stands. But I actually signed up today. Um, there is a powerlifting competition here in River Falls, Wisconsin with my same coach that I used at my powerlifting meet a couple years back. And I will be doing a deadlift and bench classic list here in September. So I actually started my training today. I'm very sore, but I'm ready to build. And I think that it would be a really good way to spend my off season. So it, so I'm not necessarily not competing, but more or less kind of switching over to see if uh, I can build a better package for next spring. So keep an eye and on you that. Know, the timing, <laughs> September know, the
2: timing of that announcement, oh, I'm sorry, I was talking, when is it again? September 29th. September 29th. Okay. So, what I was trying to say is the timing of that announcement is perfect because Craig's question is your first love is it powerlifting or bodybuilding?
4: How do those two stack up in your world? Well, if I had to be honest, I would have to say track and field will forever be my life passion and something that it was my life for so many years. And when I transferred to powerlifting, I loved the fact that you were constantly building and everything was, it was such a different style of lifting and it's an entirely different animal than bodybuilding. So there's, there's good things to love about each sport. The powerlifting, you you're moving weight that you never thought was possible. And it's, it's, it's really cool to see what your body can do. And it's nice because it's more more or less a performance, kind of like a one day performance kind of a thing where you show up that day and you perform, and it's, you bring your best that day, whereas bodybuilding, you spend months, you know, weeks, days, hours, working towards something that you show off for one day, and unfortunately, when you get up there on that stage, there's nothing you can do that day, that's what you get, and it's more or less, it's, we're rewarding, but it's also kind of like, oh, you know, it's hard to mentally prepare for, but there's, there's good things to love about each one, the power lifting, I love the fact that you have the strength, the power, it's fun, you know, it's, it's cool to put up some big weight, but at the same time, the bodybuilding, having the abs come out, you know, looking good and you get to go up there in a shiny suit and be all pretty. And, you know, it's, there's, there's a, there's good things for both of them. And like I said, I mean, to go in between them now, I'm, um, I'm just excited, you know, to keep, to continue doing something and to, um, I guess you could say, use your, your athletic gift that you were given and that you've earned and just keep going See, you know, there's no limit, so there's there's good things to love about yeah, both. So,
1: right.
4: all right, very nice. So That's
3: <laughs> said you got to get a T-shirt that
1: says that.
4: There's no <laughs> limit.
1: No limit.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's wonderful. Well, maybe that'll be maybe that'll be in the goodie bag of the next diva classes. And speaking of which, so I'm gonna go ahead and try and quickly share this because we're running out of time and we have more questions to get to, but. Carla's a little upset with Kaylin and I because we have not been at a Diva Classic to cover it. Oh, um she's what? Like, two years in a row, guys. Come on. Well, Carla, in our defense, well, partially in our defense, the first year of the Diva Classic because this is only a second year. Um, the first year I don't remember why we were not able to cover that one, but this year Totally not our fault. Why? Because you guys have heard us lament this time and time again. There were at least five shows on the same day. And we cannot be at five shows at the same time. In fact, on (laughs) May 5th, Kaylin and I were at two separate shows and weren't happy about it then. So, We definitely want to get to the Diva Classic, but this year it was out of our control. We had already committed to two other shows. Actually, we had committed to one show. Well, I had committed to one. He had committed. We had both wanted to be at the other, the Chi-Town Showdown in the Heart of America. And then we found out they were on the same date. And so the only thing we could do was split. So And then and when that, the Diva Classic rolled out on the same date, there was really nothing we could do about that. So nothing. you you got us, Carla. We got to get to the Diva Classic. But this year, this wasn't in the cards. was way out of our control.
3: Yes, we actually but, agree with you, Carla. Wanted to be
2: there. Yes, we did. We very much wanted to be there. But as a follow-up, and Dale, I think this is a good one, Christina, he wants to know, do promoters like Leap and Stephanie Anderson make all the work worthwhile?
4: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you're, you're trained. Like I said, I took six months of my life where it's every day. It's every decision. It's, it's hard and they, they make it worth your while completely. I mean, you you're up there and you feel like a star. There's, there's nothing compared to it. It's just, it's, it's truly just, I, I don't even have words. It's so cool. And I mean, they make you like everything, you know, all the, the announcing the lights, the trophies, the goodie bags, the fact that, you know, Hey, we're going to have a pose down and stuff. They make it fun. They make it like, it's not so, you know, like, I guess it's for a lack of a better word, like cookie cutter. Or, you don't just feel like a number up there. You don't just feel like, all right, you know, your number, this, Amen. your number, that da you're up there. And like, it's a big deal they make it a big deal. They have fun with it. You, you're up there and you're not just like, yep, quarter turn, quarter turn. Like you feel, you feel like royalty. It's, it's absolutely amazing. I mean, even the backstage of the diva, they have, it's nice because they have it at the performing arts center at the college. I mean, the dressing room, it's an actual dressing room. You have mirrors, you have like your own little like lights, everything. I just, all the workers and stuff, even too. I mean, I had people come up to me and just say, Hey, I remember you from last year. And it's like, wow, you know, that was a year ago. And how many people have you seen? And it's it's just, it's truly amazing. I, I'm, I'm so glad, honestly, that I decided to do something like that, because I have seen other shows. And like I said, I've competed, in, you know, the Mr. and Miss Minnesota, and it kind of just felt like you were a number there. I mean, it's kind of quick, and there's a lot of people. But I mean, you feel you feel special. You feel like you're just you're a star. You do no matter who you are, no matter how you place, like you you feel like royalty,
2: you know. And that's <laughs> <No>. <laughs> wow.
4: I mean, all right, guys. Said, they now say it's for saying... the athlete, like he's true. It's all for our athletes. Like he is so generous and everything. I mean, the diva robe I got my first year at the diva, I still wear that. And I told him at the war, I looked diva at said, "Sleeve." I'm like, "Yeah, we got oh, yeah. robes. They
2: give robes."
4: And nope. a bottle of wine with a name on it, like, yes, you can't ask all for more. Absolutely amazing. And it's so much fun, and it you, it's just, it's great. He truly, like, just, they, they all do themselves every time. And it's something that brings people back, and not only that, but it gets more people in there. I mean, I, I want to say they had more athletes this year in the Diva than they did the previous year, and hopefully the year before that. But they did. It's fun. They did. It's, it's just they truly did. amazing. So. so they're doing it the right way. I think a lot of other promoters and a lot of other shows could take a lot of notes from them. And I'm very, I'm so glad that those are the the shows that I'm choosing to do and that I fell in love with. So. Well,
2: it's probably safe to say, Kaylin is witnessing some of the same treatment there in New York, but you'll have to talk to us about that in a subsequent show because we've got time for one more question. Brenda, you've got it. Christina, here it is. Can a person like you have dark days or just bad days?
4: Well, honestly, I mean, between everyone, bodybuilding is not just physical. Everyone thinks, you know, oh, you got to eat this. You got to train, you know, no big deal. But, I mean, there's days where the mental aspect of it gets to you. And, I mean, you could look like. I was, you know, I was two weeks out from my show and I was sitting here and, you know, looking at yourself and the mental part of it gets to you. It really does. There's days where I was like, I don't even know if I'm going to be ready. You know, I just got really down. But as soon as like you do that, you just honestly have to almost reach out to somebody or even like a fellow competitor. Or another good thing to do, too, is when you are feeling down or having a bad day, look at your progress pictures. Look at where you started mm-hmm. and realize how far you've come. And every day is a step towards a better, you know, a better you. And it's just, it's amazing to see all the changes. And if you're ever feeling down, just look at where you started. I mean, everyone starts somewhere. It matters like what you put in and, you know, how bad you want it. And I mean, just even going to the gym, you know, looking things up, look at some people that, idolize, that you idolize. But yeah, I mean, there are some dark days. There's days where I honestly I cried at the gym. I cried while I trained, but you know, you got it done, and in the end, you felt better because you knew you didn't give up. So there's definitely bad days and dark days, and <laughs> all of the above. But what matters is like, you know, that that's just one day, and that there's a new day in the next day, and it's another chance for you to honestly just do the best you can, and you know, get your head back up and have a fresh start. So. All right well, I couldn't have said
2: that better k p our little uh our little timekeeper has said ninety seconds last thought from you
3: well i i'm I'm loving the fact that she is like we i wish we could bottle this show because it's it runs so smooth and it's it the the listener engagement is perfect, and the answers are basically as open and honest as you could only dream of. And I think the only thing missing is that snickerdoodle love, and I'll give it.
2: Yeah. Oh, man. So, Christina, thank you so much for uh, sharing with us tonight. I know that everyone who's been a part of this show has thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, Hey, gang, we've had our snickerdoodle shout-out. What what more can I say except uh, hashtag chocolate way for the win? And in addition to that, on behalf of Christina, Kalen, myself, and the boys from p for p Muscle. Your body is a temple, so let's build it. What's doodle?
0: <laughs> it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?